Hello, and welcome to A Health Podacy. I'm your host, Alan Weil. As many as 40% of the 1.2 million people who are resident in nursing homes in the United States are diagnosed with Alzheimer's, another form of dementia, or cognitive impairment. This growing population experiences unique vulnerabilities and has specialized care needs, needs that may differ from those of other nursing home residents. How well are the needs of people with dementia met in nursing homes? That's the topic of today's episode of A Health Policy. I am here with Dana Mukamel, professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of California, Irvine. Dr. Mukamel and co-authors published a paper in the June 2023 issue of Health Affairs examining whether residents diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease and related dementias are spread out across nursing homes or concentrated in a subset of nursing homes. They found that residents with dementia tend to be dispersed, with the vast majority residing in homes that treated residents with other diagnoses. They also found that only a very small share of nursing homes have indicators of the highest quality of care for these residents. We'll discuss these findings and their implications on today's episode. Dr. Mukamel, welcome to the program. Thank you, Ellen. It's a pleasure. This is a really important topic. I just, in the introduction, said a very little bit about the population, but I, since you study them, I wonder if you could say a little bit more about um, how many people in the U.S. reside in nursing homes, what share have dementia, Alzheimer's, or something else, and whether this is a growing population, which I guess I assume it probably is. Well, you're definitely correct. In 2022, the last statistics we have, there are 1.2 million people in nursing homes. And our data for an earlier period, 2017 to 2019, shows that about that over 40% of them uh, have ADRD, uh, Alzheimer's disease and related dementia. Um, and the projections are that these numbers, as you suggested, are growing. In fact, the expectation is that by 2060, the numbers will double. So we are looking at a substantial increase uh, in these numbers. So as we look at this growing population, can you say a little something about how the care needs for people with dementia would differ from someone who's in a nursing home who doesn't have dementia? The thing with people with dementia is that uh, the most important thing probably is that they have difficulty in communication. Uh, If any of you have met those, uh, knows anybody with dementia, you know that they have difficulty uh, expressing what they need, expressing their thoughts, and uh, also understanding people who are talking to them. So it's difficult for the caregivers to uh, understand what the symptoms are, to identify new symptoms, uh, to understand what their needs are. So you can imagine that if there's somebody who has is in a dementia patient who has pay, is in pain, has difficulty breathing. The person who is taking care of them is not going to be aware of it as easily as they would be if it's uh, somebody without dementia. 
Uh, so the caregiver really needs to be more in tune uh, with the patient in dementia. They need to have good observational powers. And unless they've had some special training, they're not very likely uh, to be able to observe those symptoms and to be able to take care of uh, the patient with dementia. And as you can imagine, as a result of that, often on, uh, more often than not, the patient with dementia is not going to receive the care they might need or the care they might need might be delayed. And as a result, the patient with dementia might feel neglected. Uh, might, and as a result of that, they might be uh, a, a more aggressive. Uh, we find that a lot with patients with dementia. They might be more agitated. Um, in addition to that, uh, another concern that we have with patients with dementia is that um, they tend to wander. They get confused. Uh, if they are in an environment that is not familiar to them, which, uh, as you can imagine, uh, being in a nursing home, which is not your home, uh, you don't recognize uh, the environment, you don't recognize where you are, uh, you start to move around, you, may, you wander within the nursing home uh, and you get lost. So there are a lot of things that if the caregivers uh, are not trained to recognize and understand about the patient with dementia and how to create rapport with them, how to prevent agitation, all of that creates situations that are not appropriate for those patients. So that's really uh, interesting. And you've described sort of a combination of both the personnel side training and the like, and also sort of the physical manifestation of the nursing home itself, how it's organized, how it's structured, how it's laid out, all of those things might need to be different. So this led to the primary question you asked in your uh, study, which is, where do people with dementia live? Are they concentrated in a small number of locations, or are they uh, sort of spread out across uh, nursing homes, just like anyone else might be spread out? What did you find? They are definitely spread out, or as we said in the paper, they're sprinkled in all nursing homes. So you could imagine, I mean, I know in my neighborhood there is a nursing home with a memory care center, and you could imagine that most people with dementias are in facilities that have a, a focus on people uh, with dementia, but your findings are that people are spread um, all over in, in lots of different nursing homes, and so what did you find out about the characteristics of the nursing homes where people are, where there may be very few people with dementia or they're sort of sprinkled or have a very large share of the residents with dementia? We find three types or three groupings of nursing homes. There's a group that is less than 500 nursing homes, which has very low census of nursing homes. Uh, in these types of nursing homes, uh, which tend to be relatively small, uh, about 18 beds or no more, uh, these nursing homes tend to have uh, short-stay patients, mostly Medicare patients, and relatively high uh, case mix. And these nursing homes also tend to have high staffing. 
Um, so when we look at them, we think that these are probably what my, one would call post-acute pa uh, patients, those who come from, uh, from the hospital and require a lot of rehabilitation care. And for those, we assume that uh, dementia is probably a comorbidity. This is not the reason that uh, patients have been admitted to the nursing home too. And these are the nursing homes that have less than 30% census for patients with dementia. And then the vast majority of patients with dementia um, are actually all over the place. You will find them in nursing homes with as low as 40% uh, census for patients with dementia and as high as uh, 70%, 80% uh, census of dementia. And uh, in these nursing homes, uh, it's probably about 90% of uh, the nursing homes and 90% of the patient with dementia. Um, and uh, these are the long-stay patients. These are patients that probably will stay there until they die. Uh, unfortunately, they have low staffing, uh, both RNs and CNAs. And unfortunately, as the census of dementia goes up, staffing goes down, which suggests that they get somewhat uh, less care than, rather than more care as one would have wanted. These are sort of your average nursing homes. They all have about 100 uh, beds and average capacity, so they seem to be similar uh, across the board. And then there is the uh, one shining point, if you will, uh, the nursing homes at the very top, uh, which basically cater mostly for nursing for patients with dementia, with over 90% uh, patients with dementia. These are basically just uh, in dementia nursing homes. Uh, they have over 90% uh, of the census, uh, dementia patients. They are smaller nursing homes. Uh, interestingly enough, they have uh, 80, uh, 80 beds, but interestingly enough, they have the highest uh, occupancy compared to anybody else, which I guess also tells you something. And uh, they have higher staffing, higher RNs, higher CNAs. So you've described an environment where there's this group of nursing homes that that really are short-stay, post-acute, and you wouldn't expect to see a lot of patients with dementia there, as you described. But the vast majority of people with dementia in nursing homes are not in specialty nursing homes. They're in general nursing homes where a share of the population, as you mentioned, somewhere in the 30 40% up and up uh, are cared for. And those don't have the resources of the post-acute because they're mostly Medicaid uh, which has lower reimbursement rates than Medicare. And so there are fewer resources and it shows, it sounds like, in the staffing. And then you have this, as you say, the shining star at the top. Uh, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about uh, the quality of care differences and what we might want to do about that. Uh, because the, the, the finding that uh, these residents are sprinkled around uh, suggests that maybe they're not getting everything they need. So we'll discuss quality and how to improve it after we take a short break.
And we're back. I'm speaking with Dr. Dana Mukamel about uh, dementia care in U.S. nursing homes. Before the break, we learned that the vast majority of nursing home residents with dementia are in nursing homes that uh, care for a lot of people who don't have dementia. But we also learned that there's this upper tier of facilities where more than 90% of the residents have dementia. And uh, before the break, you gave us a sense of Uh, the staffing level differences. I wonder if you could say a little bit more about how we measure quality of care in nursing homes a little bit more generally and what you found about the quality of care beyond just the staffing levels and resource levels that you mentioned um, for people in these very highly concentrated uh, dementia patient uh, resident nursing homes. Well, we don't have specific measures that are specific to dementia patients or to the care that these patients receive. We do have uh, measure, and we do have measures uh, that are general to the general population and are measured spe- that are measured over the whole population. They are they are uh, specialized to the long stay and the short stay, so it would make sense to look at them in terms of the long-stay patients, where most of the patients with dementia uh, are. Um, That's not what we did. We did. We didn't have that uh, available to us. But we did look at several important outcomes, which are hospitalizations, uh, emergency room visits, and death. And those are important in particular because it doesn't really make much sense to uh, send uh, patients with dementia to the hospital unless it's obviously very, very important. Um, Just as the environment, as I mentioned beforehand, is so important for a patients with dementia in the nursing home, and it could be confusing to them and make um, uh, their stay unsafe. Just imagine sending them to the hospital and making it even more confusing, more unsafe. So to the degree that care can be provided, medical care can be provided in the the nursing home, uh, that's a much better alternative than sending them if, if one can avoid sending them to the hospital, that's a much better alternative than sending them to the uh, hospital. And the same with emergency rooms that are not uh, followed by uh, hospitalization. So that's why we look, why we focused on these two outcomes. And of course, death. And then in addition to that, we also looked at the five-star measures uh, or ranking rather that CMS publishes on its quality report card, which people are probably <laughs> quite familiar with. Well, I, I think of it as the Zagat for nursing homes. <laughs> uh, so those are the things we looked at. And what we found followed uh, along the lines of um, the three groups I mentioned beforehand. So those were very different for the first group, where we we think are the post-acute patients, where we have very low census of um, patients with dementia. So their hospitalization and emergency rooms are relatively high, uh, as well as death rates. 
And, but then they all decline as the census for patients with dementia increases. And that makes sense because as you have more patients with dementia, and that's hopeful because we would like to see, as I said, hospitalization and emergency room rates uh, decline as you have more patients with dementia. Death rates basically stabilize, which is also uh, a good uh, a measure, a good finding. But then what was really intriguing was to see was that when we got to the 80 and 90 percent, well, we have nursing homes that really have a high concentration of patients with dementia, uh, both in particular the hospitalization rates, but the emergency room rate as well, uh, made uh, the, the trend was particularly went down really hard and suggesting that these these high concentrations, these nursing homes were doing something particularly great. Uh, They really figured out how to keep those uh, patients from going into the hospital, uh, which was really heartwarming, (laughs) so to speak. And then when you look at the um, the five-star measure, you see the same trend. You see uh, it's basically sort of flat uh, across all the nursing homes, all the deciles in terms of um, deficiency citation, and then it sort of goes up towards better quality when you get uh, towards the uh, 80 and 90, particularly the 90 percentile of patients with dementia. And when we looked at the component, it's particularly in terms of the health deficiencies and the clinical um, uh, measures. Um, So my, my sense is that there's really something special going on in those uh, in this last group, that last decile where f- patients are th- that are, patients are really concentrated, where you have the ninety percent or more uh, census of patients with dementia. Unfortunately, it's a really small group. It's only one hundred and thirty nursing homes. It's less than one percent of uh, the patients uh, that um, patients with dementia in the whole <laughs> big universe. Um, But if, you know, that's probably the place to go if you want to learn and figure out uh, how to provide great care to these people. Well, that's exactly what I'm fascinated by in these results is uh, you have what appears to be a qualitatively different standard of care or organization of care. Again, this is a quantitative study you've done here, so we'd have to take a different approach if we wanted to figure out the ingredients, but there is something qualitatively different about this relatively small number of nursing homes that focus uh, quite uh, intentionally and almost exclusively on people with dementia. Before we talk about it more, I do have to say the fact that there are not separate quality measures for people with and without dementia is also seems like a shortcoming and something we probably could fix. Uh, but that's that's not what we're going to do here in our conversation today. <laughs> um, I am curious about the nursing home staffing ratios. That is some, you know, that was some, one of the first things you mentioned about the the variation. And of course, there have been policy initiatives to increase those ratios. And so I wonder if, based on this work and other that you do, you think those are sufficient or helpful or kind of the maybe the wrong question? 
Uh, I think they're helpful. I don't think they're sufficient. Um, you know, raising the tide, tide raises all boats. The Biden administration has recently uh, issued a new executive order that uh, calls for both increasing, uh, as you said, the ratio, um, the, the staffing ratios, and uh, also increasing training. Um, so both things are good. Uh, but they didn't do any, they didn't say anything specifically about dementia. So to the degree that nursing homes will have more staffing overall, I think, well, first of all, uh, patients with dementia would definitely benefit from it. Um, it also, I think, would give nursing home administrators more flex uh, to be able to rearrange staffing and provide perhaps more care or more staffing time to patients with dementia. Um, but there is nothing there to make a distinction between those nursing homes that have a 40% census and those nursing homes that have an 80% census. And that's the piece that's missing. Um, and also, and the same in terms of training, there's nothing there that says that there should be some part uh, of this, the staff that needs to have this specialized training. And it's not everybody in the staff. I mean, that's obviously going to be more expensive to train staff for that. But not everybody needs that training. So that's the part that's missing. So I think it's great. It's a step forward. But we need a few more steps forward. Yeah, that's really helpful because I think um, I'm, I'm glad it is a step since we seem to be taking it. But it also suggests from your work that it takes a lot more than that. And uh, uh, we, we need to have a broader sense of what is required in order to provide the quality of care that uh, people deserve. Well, Dr. Mukamal, thank you so much for uh, the study and for talking with me about it and the implications. The glimmers of hope and the shining stars really are there. Let's see if we can find out a little bit more about them and do something to improve uh, care for this uh, growing population. That uh, would be a great outcome here. Uh, thank you for being my guest on A Health Policy. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for showing the interest in my work. It was a real pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, I hope you'll tell a friend about a health policy.